Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here today recording Lost in the Woods. So we are sitting down to record today. Um, When we're done recording, we're going to go do some stuff on Patreon. So if you're not on Patreon, uh, you should go join it because we're probably going to post some stupid videos there today. I don't know. Today we are talking about Kean McLaughlin. Now, if you haven't heard of the Kean McLaughlin case, I'm not terribly surprised. Although he did go missing the same summer as Gabby Petito and not even far from where she went missing. But his case did not get widespread media attention. And this is not our first case that's happened during the same time as Gabby Petito. This is actually our third. Yeah. Yep. So Kean McLaughlin was a 27-year-old Ireland native, and he did have dual citizenship. He was currently living in Wyoming when he went missing. His mom was from Ireland and his dad was from the United States, Montana specifically. He was born in Ireland and was an only child. His mom would raise him alone after his dad died of cancer when he was just two years old. Kean was very outgoing and very friendly. Literally, his mom said that he would talk to anyone, anywhere, at any time. He actually worked as a snowboard instructor during the winter months and a bartender in the summer months. And he was currently working at the Bistro in Jackson, Wyoming. He loved the outdoors and spent a ton of time outside hiking, skiing, all the things. He met his girlfriend in Jackson, and she was currently living abroad, but the couple was meeting in New York the following weekend. And his mom actually said during an interview that he was living his best life. So sad. Now, living in Wyoming, he spent a lot of time in Grand Teton National Park and the more than 250 miles of trails within it. Okay, so Grand Teton National Park. This park is definitely on our list. 100%, yes. It's only a 14-hour drive from here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Road trip. Let's go. So Grand Teton National Park, it includes the Teton Mountain Range in the northwest of the state. It's approximately 310,000 acres and is only about 10 miles south of Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, which means we could go visit both when we go. It's named after the Grand Teton, which is the tallest mountain in the Teton Range. And it's a popular place for mountaineers hiking, fishing, camping, just about every type of outdoor foresty recreation you can think of. Mm -hmm. And it also has over a thousand campsites. Yeah, it's a pretty massive park, really. Now, on Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, Kian heads out to hike alone by himself, and he doesn't tell anyone where he's going. It would be Thursday the 10th before someone would realize that something was wrong, and this is when he fails to show up for his shift at work. It would be late on Saturday the 12th before he would be reported missing. So this is four days later. What's the, what's the weather like in this area at this time of year? 
So on June 8th of 2021, the high was 85 degrees and the low was 45. Damn, that is a big discrepancy. That is, that is how much? 85 is the high and 45 is the low. That's also a big difference from our June here. That's a lot warmer than what we get in June. 85? We barely get 85 like in the peak of our summer, let alone in June. Early June too, no. Yeah. Now, security footage at Grand Teton National Park would show Kian entering the moose entrance at 2.15 p.m. So he's heading into the park at 2.15. Gotcha. Which is kind of late in the day. Yeah, unless you're driving up somewhere. He's not staying overnight at the park. He's no. just, like, going in day to do a day hike. Only. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's late. That's a little late. He's going to roll in at 85 degrees. He's going to roll in at, like, the hottest part of the day. Yeah. They would find his Mustang parked at Lupine Meadows Trailhead. So we know what trailhead he's at. But Kian did not tell anyone what hike he had planned on doing. And there are a lot of options from this trailhead, which we're going to talk about in a second. Okay, so Kian is about six feet tall and 178 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. He was wearing shorts, a white top, bucket hat, hiking boots, sunglasses, and he was carrying a water bottle, but he had no backpack. How do we know this? Rangers do get tips about people who saw Kian on the trail. And that's how we have the description of his clothing. So he also has an Irish accent, which, if you're anything like me, I remember everybody's accent. You would accent. remember, yeah. I mm-hmm. would remember a man with an Irish accent for sure. So he has a red iPhone 12 mini, a red watch, gold sunglasses, and a silver chain with a U-shaped silver pendant. So he has a dice tattoo on his right forearm and a vase tattoo on the back of his right arm and a large colored tattoo on his left forearm. So at this point, we are four days, no word, no gear, no idea where he went, no idea what hike he's on, and he had water, but if he had food, it would be really limited. Because it would be, like, in his pockets, because people only saw him with a bottle of water. Yeah, and he only has one bottle of water. Yeah. Now, according to the Grand Teton National Forest page... Their description from the Lupine Meadow Trailhead is, Departing from Lupine Meadow Trailhead, conifers canopy the first part of the trail, giving way to shrub-covered slopes with views of the valley. The trail splits three miles up from the trailhead. The North Fork climbs to Surprise and Amphitheater Lakes and the base of Disappointment Peak. The South Fork wraps around into Garnet Canyon with a stunning view of Middle Teton. Garnet Canyon Trail is the primary access route for climbing the Grand Teton. So already just in their description, we have a shit ton of options for where he could go and hike. And those are places that are just like on trail. 
Right. So likely routes from this area. So there is access to Amphitheater Lake, which is 10.1 miles and 3,000 feet of elevation. To me, that seems a bit much for his preparation. Yeah. There's also Garnet Canyon, which is 8.4 miles at 2,650 feet of elevation. Surprise Lake is 9.7 miles with 2,830 feet of elevation. Delta Lake is 8.1 miles with 2,300 feet of elevation. Taggart Lake is 3.3 miles with 300 feet of elevation. And there's also a loop that you can do that involves Taggart Lake, which makes it a little longer. If I'm looking at all of those, that's a decent amount of hiking for what he's prepared for, unless we're talking about Taggart Lake. Yeah, which I would hope would be the one that he was going on when rolling into the park at 2.15. Right, because we don't have a lot of time. Now, he is in very good shape and does do a lot of hiking, so he could hike relatively quickly. And you know who this kind of reminds me of right now is the case that we did with the guy that was rescued in California who basically just had, like, his water and his Yeah, who was just going up there to, like, work out. Yeah, he was just doing, like, a quick hike. Like, in eight or nine miles. And he didn't hike. have a granola bar. He had Belvita. Thank you. That That's right. It was he Belvita. had blueberry Belvita. Yeah, that's right. So, I could potentially do any of these hikes in a short amount of time. Maddie would probably need a few extra breaks. And she would definitely need some major snacks to do this much elevation. The National Park Service issued a statement on June 13th saying, as his plans were unclear, anyone who has been traveling in the Teton backcountry since Tuesday, June 8th, may have seen McLaughlin. Anyone with information regarding his whereabouts should contact the National Park Service Investigative Service Branch. Now, also keep in mind, it's early June, and yes, it's kind of warm, but this is actually going to cause some extra issues because... What's left of the snow, there's still snow up here. Yeah, okay. On most of these hikes. There's at least a little bit of snow. This snow is starting to rapidly melt. And we know that rapidly melting snow creates rising rivers. It creates waterfalls to be overflowing. It creates a lot of area where... True. Yep, and it creates a lot of area where there's water running underneath the snow or ice, which can be very dangerous. Also, once you hit snow, it can be harder to find the trail. Carrying bear spray is also recommended by the National Park Service as there are bears seen often in this area. Also, cell service in this park is very limited and most report that there is no coverage on these particular trails. His phone, however, would ping in the area for the last time at 3.30 p.m., on the 8th, and then nothing. So he probably got to the trailhead around 2.30, which means about an yeah. hour into his hike, his phone does ping for the last time. Don't like that. Nope. The search for Kian is massive. According to the National Park Service, investigators received more than 140 tips. And Jesus, 140? Yeah, and over 45 search and rescue missions would be launched. 
FLIR imaging, RICO technology, helicopters, and dogs were all used with no result. And they even sent searchers up with ropes, ice axes, crampons, and other protective equipment to access some of the more dangerous terrain, even if it was unlikely that Kean would go into these areas based on what he was wearing and the gear that he had. Right? Yeah. You would think. You would think. You would hope. Now, we talked about FLIR and RICO technology. If you don't know, FLIR imaging picks up on heat sources in the pitch black or hard-to-search areas. And this technology has been used in helicopters for search and rescue missions for some time now. I think we've talked about it probably in at least half of our cases. Yeah, probably. That it it was used, yeah. Now, RICO technology is relatively new in comparison to flare technology as far as being used out in the field. And it being used by search and rescue requires a two-part system. An active detector carried by the rescuer and a passive reflector carried by the user. The detector emits a signal, like a beam on a flashlight, and when the beam hits a Ricoh reflector, it is echoed back to the detector, giving the operator a general location that is narrowed down the closer that you get. So Ricoh reflectors are actually integrated in products from more than 150 brands. Which is... So cool. So cool, and everybody should fucking have one of these. Yeah. Now, they can be in jackets, boots, helmets, backpacks, or they can even be bought and attached to your current gear, which is what Maddie and I have. If you don't have a Rico reflector, I highly recommend it. They're like 20 bucks. You can put them on your helmets. So a lot of people who snowboard and do mountaineering will have these because if you get caught in an avalanche it makes it so much easier to find you that's cool it's such a good idea it is unclear if kian had a rico reflector on him or not i would guess no based on what he was wearing but also better safe than sorry because you can buy clothing that has these built into them And, like, not even know it. And not even know it, yeah. So, the fact that they brought this technology out there, maybe they knew something that we don't know. Maybe he did have gear that had this, especially because he was a snowboarder. Yeah. But he is wearing a t-shirt and shorts, so we really just don't know at this point. On June 14th, rangers received a tip from a hiker that had seen Kean around 2.30, approximately half a mile from Lupine Meadows Trailhead but they did not know where he was heading. They said he had shorts on, a bucket hat, sunglasses, round sunglasses as that, and no backpack. Yep. On June 15, they receive a tip about a possible sighting of Kian on the 8th, and this sighting was on the switchbacks below Garnet Canyon, Surprise Lake Junction, and in the vicinity of Delta Lake. This could give us a general direction that he was heading, but still leaves multiple possibilities for where he was going. Yeah. And on the evening of June 16, they receive a report from a climbing guide that had seen a hiker that matched his description on June 8. He said he saw 
a solo hiker with shoulder-length hair, brown sunglasses, a white shirt, shorts, a hat, and carrying a bottle of water. He also remembered a tattoo on the hiker's arm. It was on Garnet Canyon Trail around 3.45 p.m. Now, this is a pretty detailed description of what Kian looked like, so I would say probably a legitimate sighting, right? Yeah, you would think. But still, we're... This is 3.45. We're only about an hour into his hike, so still lots of possibilities for where he could be going. Yep. On June 17, nine days missing... They adjust their searching efforts in order to more thoroughly search the Garnet Canyon. Included in the search was over 60 park staff and six search and rescue dog teams, along with members of Teton County Search and Rescue and the Teton Interagency Helicopter. Teams are actually flown into Garnet Canyon area, but they are still unable to find any clues that lead to Kian. Nine days. And the search does start to scale down based on Kian's chances of survival at this point. On June 23, the National Park Service reported that a Jackson resident who recently returned from an international trip came forward saying that they had seen Kian on June 8 in the late afternoon, early evening on the south side of Bradley Taggart and that he was headed south towards Tagger Lake. Now, this is the first report we have of somebody saying he was headed to a particular destination. Because everyone else, no one else knew where he was going. Right. And this woman said that she had a conversation with Kian about where he worked and that he was from Ireland. She said that he had plans to jump off of his favorite rock at the lake. And this spurred a search closer to that area. A very, very large search closer to that area. Okay, I'm glad he's getting searches. Yeah, well. Oh, no. His mother did show up to help search at the park, and two days after her arrival, she was told that it was being downshifted to a recovery mission. And that just fucking breaks my heart. That is not what any mom wants to hear ever. And then a new blow comes to the investigation. And it is discovered that the last reported sighting of Kian headed to Taggart Lake turned out to be a hoax. No. Why would you do that? A hoax or a, a misunderstanding? No, like a lie. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, you know that changes search efforts. Like, that's going to change where they're searching. Like, former model Heather Mikowski or something had falsely reported running into Kian on the south side of Bradley Taggart. And she would claim that she was simply trying to keep the search going. And did not do this for nefarious reasons. And she does apologize. However, 532 hours were used following this tip alone. Because this was the closest that they had gotten. To like a... To where... To like a destination. She is actually banned 
from the park for <gasps> five years and find $17,600. Oh, my God. No way. By the way, her ex-husband is like the creator of Tom's Shoes. What the fuck? It's some bullshit. Chief Ranger Erica Jostad said this. The search for Kian won't end from our perspective until we find him. So tactics shift over time, and we're coming on towards winter. We expect that snow will fall on the ground, which will make some of the clues we're looking for a little more difficult to find. There are items that we believe that he had with him, and those are things that we might see out in the landscape. We continue to really work with the public soliciting for information. We have missing person flyers throughout the park at entrance stations at trailheads. And our staff is always patrolling in the field, both in the summer and the winter. And so the tactics they use, again, may shift a little bit, but we'll have ski patrollers out and whatnot. And everyone who goes out into the area we believe that Kian was last known to be will be looking for him and looking for clues. So they're basically saying, like, winter's coming. We can no longer actively search for him, but we do plan on continuing to search for him. Which is... Yeah. By the way, new flyers were actually made based on that false tip, too. That had to be taken back down again and replaced with the original flyer after the fact. What? How did they even find out it was a hoax? I don't know, actually. Did she come forward? And was she like... must have admitted or they must have determined that she wasn't in that area or something. Oh, my God. She wasn't even in the area. She probably wasn't even in the area. I don't even know. Literally can't handle it. Now, to this day, we're in 2022 now. Keen has never been found and nothing that he owns has ever been found either. Well, he didn't have a lot of belongings on him. Right. I would guess that's the thing is he's not going to be dropping belongings along the way. He barely has anything. No, he has like his water bottle and like. Sunglasses, a watch, a phone. Yeah. Now, Kian's mother would return to the park to mark the one year anniversary of her son's disappearance in an attempt to refocus efforts and bring awareness back to her son's case. And I'm going to play her interview from that. So, Kian um, is my son. He's 27. And he's uh, been missing here in uh, the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming uh, since June 8th. Um, and we're appealing for people, anybody who's been here uh, on June 8th or a couple of days after, if they've seen him, if they'd look at his pictures, if they'd look at videos, he might be in the background. Uh, Kian. Um, very outgoing guy, loved the outdoors. He was living here for two years. He had dual citizenship. And um, so he was working as a snowboard instructor in the winter and in the bars in the summer. Um, an outgoing guy, like if if you met Keen, he'd stop and have a chat, you know? He was um, loved by all his friends. He had a lot of friends in Ireland and in the US as well. And um, yeah, he was living the life, you know? Keen was living the life. So um, 
his car uh, was obviously seen here um, on June 8th and um, the Rangers, despite the Rangers' um, massive search, I think they've done over 5,000 hours and uh, we still have had no uh, luck in finding anything. He was um, he's six foot tall, he's tattoos, he was wearing white t-shirt, shorts and he had a bottle of water. So it was a day hike for sure. He was well versed in the mountains. He grew up hiking with me and my mum and dad and my brother. He used to go to Chamonix and hike in the mountains. So well versed with equipment, gear. So we are assured it was a day hike um, that he was possibly went off trail. And that time of year, although it's June, it's spring here. So there was the, the weather was really, really warm and the, the, the melt-off from the snow. So all of the waterfalls were gushing. There would have been melt underneath ice. So it's tricky, you know, it really is a tricky time of year. You're just unsure of what, um, you know, what the terrain is really when, when, when the melt has been so, so much at that time. So again, we're appealing to people to have a look through their um, pictures, their videos, if they saw key in the a video keen we have on social media hashtag find keen and also um, bring keen home so my my hope is to um, yeah it's not a rescue it's a recovery but I'd like to bring him home you know I know I know he's up there somewhere that's sad this is him that's sad he's a cute little mustache I know he's so cute I know that video just like seriously like breaks my heart like her saying that she knows it's a recovery mission and not a rescue mission like I just cannot even handle that and also like it makes me want to go and look for him like, it makes I can't me handle it. really sad when they're like they were living their best life they were doing what they loved like it seems so unfair <sighs> shoot me in the fucking face like no there's so many people that deserve to die and these people that are like out exploring trying to live their life to the fullest and trying to like be the happiest they can and be outside and then they're just like what the fuck i told you this case was depressing the shit out of me yesterday i made my mom cry yesterday she did make me cry yesterday i was showing her a tiktok and it made her cry yep true story I am an emotional hot mess this week. I don't even know. I can't even handle it. And I I did not know the fragile of her mental state when I got home. Because nobody work. ever does. Like I hide that shit until it's like oozing out. And I, I could kind of tell anymore. a little bit, like a little bit that you were a little upset, but didn't understand the full gravity of it until I showed her the TikTok. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to make you cry. It's been an emotional week for me. There's been a lot of shit. And if you don't cry, cry at TikToks at least once, you're a heartless fucking bitch. <laughs> And if you watch... Well, I will say that's the first TikTok I've ever cried over. But it was a very personal TikTok. It was. It was. It was really sad. And it was... It, was, it, it aligned exactly with what is going on in my life right now. Yeah. And so it was very traumatic. I was upset, okay? Now, as far as theories go in this case... Theories. What? Theories. There are theories? Well, okay, so we always have theories, right? Like... One of the things that is asked over and over again is 
Could this have been some sort of mental breakdown? And I think that a lot of this spurs from somewhere it was reported that he recently had a or was recently diagnosed with a medical condition, but it doesn't specify what. And then when everybody was like, what is this medical condition? What is going on? Did he have a mental breakdown? Like what's going on? The family was kind of quiet initially. And eventually a family friend did come forward and say that three years ago, he did have a brain concussion type memory lapse. And he had had scans and testing and everything showed clear and no permanent damage. Now I'm guessing this is from, like you said, some sort of snowboarding incident. According to this family friend, Kian had no history of depression or any kind of mental instability. But the fact that it said he was diagnosed with a medical condition is still really strange to me. Unless they were just trying to make it seem really serious so that people would be out there looking for him. Or if that was just like a mistake, I'm really not sure. Uh, But I think it's really strange. According to everything I read, according to everything that I saw, it does not sound to me like this was a mental breakdown of any kind. This sounds to me like this boy went hiking. It's not really a boy, but he goes hiking into the woods and gets lost. Yeah. There's also the foul play theory that you always have to consider. Did he run into someone up here? Right. Did he run into somebody in the mountains? Now, this was a very crowded hike. Very crowded, right? Okay. So I was looking at reviews of this hike in this time frame, and almost everybody says, got there at X time, whatever time, parking lot completely full, had to park on the road, parking lot full, hike very crowded, get there early, avoid the crowds. Even in early June, this is a very crowded, popular hiking area. Right. So it kind of comes down to like, even his mother suggested that he could have left the trail, right? For whatever reason, he's confident in his hiking abilities. He's confident in maybe his ability to find his way back if he does leave the trail. Maybe he needed to use the bathroom and the trail is kind of crowded. So he went a little further off of the trail. All possibilities. He knew that there was something cool off trail. He'd heard about something off trail. There's a waterfall. I mean, yeah, living there for a while now. So like there are possibilities of why he would leave trail. And especially if he lived in the area for years, was confident with his abilities. Right. Uh, Kian's cousin did leave a review saying, I am the cousin of the missing person, Kian McLaughlin. He was last seen on June 8, 2021. We believe in this area of the trail. And this review was left on the Tagger Lake trail trip report. Okay. Probably after the false report. Yep, probably. She then describes what he looks like and what he was believed to be wearing and ends the post with, we are desperate. I can't even handle it. Also, I found a family friend left a review on the Surprise Amphitheater and Delta Lakes trip report. And they said, hello, everyone who has been hiking recently in this place. Please note that our dear friend Kian is missing. Please check all of your photos in case he appears in the background and let the tip line know. 
for those headed out to hike here, even on your way in and your way out, please look for Kian. We don't know for sure which way he went. Thank you so much. Have a safe and happy adventure, you all. No, that's sad. Also, I saw a ton of reviews about bear sightings during this time as well. Hmm. So, could he have left the trail and could an animal have gotten him? Maybe. I mean... Maybe? We don't think he had bear spray. We don't think he had anything like that, which is sort of ironic because he did post on his Facebook. Because I couldn't sleep last night. He did post on his Facebook an article about carrying bear spray. And he had said something along the lines of, I wish I had known this before encountering a bear this week. So, like, he had encountered bears while hiking before. So, I don't know. It's very interesting that he didn't have any gear, but I guess it's not that crazy. It's really not that crazy. I mean, we see it all the time. And sometimes when people are very confident in their abilities, they don't feel the need to be overprepared. Yeah. Which Maddie and I always feel the need to be overprepared. So I don't really understand it, but I know that it happens. Well, I live my life with death is around the corner. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that long set in paranoia from being a paranoid child, from having a paranoid mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Might be. Might be why? What Mm -hmm. is the trauma from having a paranoid parent? What kind of trauma does that give you as a kid? That might be your trauma. I don't know. (laughs) So we have got lost out there, possible animal attack, possible mental health crises. Mm -hmm. I don't, I see the getting lost as the most probable one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seemed like he was living his life how he wanted to. He didn't seem to be having any struggles that we know of, which, I mean, I guess. And he had, I mean, he had, like, two roommates. He, like, nobody reported any kind of mental health issues. No, they reported him as being, like, a... Like, friendly, happy, like, kind of guy. And we'll talk more about, like, some of our thoughts on that during our bunker talk, but... We're also going to talk about some of the other cases that happened around the same time in the same area, like all within like a three month period of time. Like this was a very dangerous summer to be in Wyoming. Um, This was a dangerous summer to be anywhere. Gabby Batito went missing. We did multiple other cases. The women who were shot in the campsite happened during this time period. Yep. Now, before we sign off and head over to our bunker talk um which we will eventually do which we will eventually do i wanted to play this video that kian made while hiking a previous hike so this is not him on the day that he goes missing this is him on a previous hike so far i've gone 650 feet and just over a kilometer 25 minutes which isn't amazing but start of the season pretty unfit but uh yeah thinking of doing a little couple of videos of the this season the exploration of this season where are we gonna go what are we gonna do if you're a 
skit skier, snowboarder. I don't think I'm gonna impress too much, but by all means, have a little look. Share, do as you please. Let's go. So he's like out exploring. He seems very enthusiastic about like, let's go see what we find. Like, maybe I'm not going to impress anybody, but like, um, let's no. go see. It's really scary because it sounds and looks like any of my friends that are in college right now. Yeah. That they go to colleges where they go snowboarding and mm -hmm. like you guys... Didn't tell anyone where you went. You just went on a hike. You didn't have any gear. So, yeah. My heart breaks for his mother. Yeah. And his friends and his family. I mean, everybody seemed to really love this man. And he seemed to have such a amazing spirit that it's just heartbreaking. The whole thing's heartbreaking. But if we can say one thing, please, like... Tell somebody where you're going. Bring gear. Like, just bring a little backpack. Bring some extra food. Bring something. Just remember that things can go wrong and just, like, it can happen to you. It can happen to anybody. It happens. It literally does. And it's so scary. Yeah. And if you have an extra 20 bucks, buy yourself a locator beacon. Buy yourself a Rico beacon. We are not sponsored by them but we it could, could be it yeah it could save your life like seriously like phoenix got a new backpacking backpack for this summer and her backpack has a device on it because i am just not willing to risk losing her in the woods you know she hikes in front of us where we can see her at all times but literally anything can happen i don't know i don't know and remember, we are coming up on the end of hiking season up here. So with like your gear and things, you got to prepare for that because we're coming up on the. Yeah. Start packing some warmer clothes in your backpack just in case. Have a blanket in your backpack. Also, put some fucking survival shit in your car. Put some blankets in there. Put some food in there. Put some water in there. Have it in there all the time. Because if you get stranded in the snow, if you get stuck somewhere, it might save your life. My car can't drive in the snow. I don't drive in the snow. Well, your car's more likely to get stuck in the snow then. I don't take it anywhere <laughs> in the snow because I can't. Okay, before we sign off and go do our bunker talk, we do have some new Patreons. Okay, we have Justin Nodler. It's spelled with a K. I don't know. That's probably wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. But hi, Justin. Welcome to Patreon. We have Keith Doobie. Doby? 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 I would say Doby, but... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't read. I don't know. Hi, Keith. Welcome to Patreon. We also have Nikki Jackson. Hi, Nikki. Welcome. We have Megan. Welcome, Megan, to Patreon. We have Char. Char. Chair. Char. I'm going Char. I think Char. That sounds good. We also have Cian Ackerley. Ackerley? Ackerley. Ackerley. Cian? Cian? Ackerley. Cian? 
I feel like I'm failing in the name department today. I don't even know right now. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. Nolly, right? Nolly? That's kind of a cool name. Probably, we're still probably saying it wrong. Nally? I would, Nally? I would Nally? guess Nolly or Nally. I'm not Nally? sure which one. No. Nolly? Nolly? Oh, Nolly. Nolly. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Nolly? Nolly. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Patreon either way. I'm sure it's really it's really pretty. Ooh. Whatever it is, it's gonna be great. It's a great name. I just Nolly. We just have a lot of Nally, hard names Nally. today. We also have Catherine Uncaffer. Uncaffer? Uncaffer? Oh my gosh. Welcome. Either way, welcome, Catherine. And thank you all for supporting us. We really, really appreciate our Patreon so much. You guys are amazing. Um, we appreciate that we are able to continue doing this podcast because of you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we would not be here without you. Nope. All right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. So I have a TikTok I want to post on our story. Okay. And I was going to do it last night, but I decided it'd be better to show you it now before we post. Before you post So it. you know how we've done some shitting on Tacoma. Yes. On this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have. We apologize again. I don't. <laughs> I have to keep it going. Um, so the Washington State Department posted a TikTok last night. Okay says, after 22 long years of I-5 road work in Tacoma. We're still not done. Construction is complete. The last HOV lane opens Sunday, August 28th. No, we're not kidding. So that construction in Tacoma that we were talking about that goes on and has Everyone Always feels been there my entire life, basically, yeah. Literally more than I've been alive. That construction has been going on longer than I've been on this planet. What was it, 22 years? 22 years. Okay, well, for all of those that got really angry at us for shitting on Tacoma. <laughs> you hit the, you hit the... <laughs> we are here to remind you that construction just completed after 22 years. <laughs> and the last HOV lane just opened. And no, they're not kidding, according to the transportation department in Tacoma. So I think that it's, we should post that on our story. I think so. We're starting our TikTok. Oh, yeah. We're also trying to start a TikTok, which we've been trying to start for a really long time. But I have a co-host who is super lazy for a almost 21-year-old. Dude, I'm so bad at social media. The fact that she is not on social media, and it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, my mom doesn't know how to use TikTok, and it's not like I don't know how to use social media. I just am really, really bad at, like, I literally downloaded the TikTok icon, the app, whatever. The icon. I made... Shut up. (laughs) You're making... You're digging yourself a grave right now. So... My mom is a millennial. Don't... I get that mixed up it. when you listen to her talk about technology listen, or listen. social media. 
says the person who's not on social media. So I You're downloaded. My mom's really good at Instagram. I, I don't run the Instagram. No matter what you think, the twenty-year-old does not run the Instagram here. The twenty-year-old doesn't do shit here. In case you were wondering, but I downloaded this stupid little thing. Did you hook her Instagram up? I did. Wow! I know. Are you proud of me? Okay, so. What's we the phone number hooked up to it? Mine. A four two five eight seven zero. Wow, don't just say your phone number on the podcast. <laughs> and I know your number. I steal your points at Fred Myers. Oh good. I was wondering why I never get No, uh, I don't do it very often. Time or money off my gas. Ooh, I got a verification code. Do you need that? Yeah. But I did put a profile picture on there. Yeah, I look I feel like I just look high as shit. You probably were high that. as shit in that picture. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I think it was just really fucking It was fucking really early, early in, in the morning, morning and I think yeah, I yeah. got like three, it was early in the morning. three or four hours of sleep. Where before. were we going on that one? We were going somewhere we big. We were going somewhere big. I don't know what we were. I don't know. I don't remember either. We were going somewhere big. Yeah. And it's cold, obviously. Yeah. I have a hat on. I'm literally wearing a down jacket. Yeah. No, I'm wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, anyway, so keep uh, keep listening for updates on that situation. Okay. Also, just a heads up, I might sound funny today. My mouth is bothering me. My mom got Invisalign. I'm not going to tell people that. She has adult braces. <laughs> My mom actually doesn't want anyone to know, but she has a full set of braces right now in her I mouth. do not. <laughs> She's embarrassed about it. She's not saying it. Shut she up. has adult braces. She's just shut up. Okay. They don't know. They can't see you. You have <laughs> braces. She has pink rubber bands and it's really I cute. do not. She's such a liar. I have Invisalign, okay? I'm correcting something in my teeth and I have Invisalign and it's fucking awful. Awful. Adult braces. She has adult braces and don't listen to her. It's not Invisalign. She shut knows. up. It's not true. She's a liar. Okay. Fun fact, it costs like $1,000 to fly there, though, from here. What? Yeah. You're Why? Kidding. I do not understand. No, you're kidding. No, I'm not at all. I looked it up. Why would it cost me $1,000? I have no to idea. To get to Wyoming. I have no idea. I think like 800 was the cheapest one I could find. Look it up. $776? Isn't that fucking crazy? It's like basically a few states over from us. What the hell? So Grand Teton National Park includes the Teton. Teton. Teton? Teton. Teton. It includes the te- the Teton. Let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> okay. So Grand Teton National Park. Teton. Teton. What the fuck? By the way, on our last episode, I strung together you trying to say something like a million fucking times all at the end again. You bitch. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. What was it? It was a name or something. I have no idea. Was it the serial killer's name? <laughs> what was it? You were like just fucking it up all day long. And it I think after, like, the fourth time of editing it, I was like, I'm stringing this shit together at the end. That's it. I get it. And it's just me. Fuck. 
basically. Okay, go. After somebody pays for our expensive tickets to get um, there. No, after <laughs> I buy this fucking RV and a truck. And we drive there? The problem is having the time to drive there. Because it's not like we can just get a week off. We're basically dealing with like a three-day window at any point in time. And school's about to start. Volleyball's about to start. Like, we got shit going on. Are you coaching volleyball again? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me, Mom? What? Only you're... the littles. Only the littles. Um, I Go. still think you're going to be stressed out. It's I'm fine. I'm putting in my bets now in this episode right here. It's in the recording. Our listeners are going to keep... Someone, one of our listeners is going to remember this. When I mention... No, because I'm definitely not going to remember saying this right now. Um, in a few months, when does volleyball start? Uh, a couple weeks. Oh, a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Mom, Jesus fuck. Okay. 